Hello, this is Bear Christianity, Chapter 3b, A Short Testimony. When Nadine first asked if she could come to church with me, I said no. It was around the time that Nick gave me the book, but I wasn't quite ready to make a difference. As the son of a church leader, I had been to church pretty much every Sunday since I was born. I didn't mind going. I had friends at church and it was part of the routine. It was only really hard to go if I'd been out late on a Saturday night, but it was possible to sleep during the sermon if need be. I was convinced that with elbows on knees, head in hands and eyes closed, I could easily be seen to be concentrating with humble prayerful reverence. Nadine was a school friend, not a church friend. We walked to and from school together and I didn't really want her to come to church with me because it would have changed things. Taking Nadine could send out the wrong message. But she persisted. Nadine wanted to come to church and she wouldn't take no for an answer, so I relented. And it did change things. Nadine became a Christian at church and then went and told everybody at school. She was so enthusiastic about meeting Jesus that she couldn't help but talk about it. This is great for the evangelist, but not so great for me, the teenage boy who was trying to keep his head down and look normal. My cover, for want of a better word, was well and truly blown. And overnight, I became a reference point. An expert, if you like, on the subject of Jesus, change, morality, prayer, eternity, hell, and all other issues related to religion that I was largely clueless about, and that I guess I'm trying to write this book about now, many, far too late really. I wished I hadn't slept through so many of those sermons. But what happened next was quite something. Almost all of our fellow students came to church at some point to see what was going on, and all, almost all of them were touched in some way by God. Most of them just wanted us to pray for them to pass their driving tests, uh, but some made a real connection with Jesus. I remember our teachers got quite concerned when we went on a residential trip to Exeter University to get a taster of university life. They found us sneaking into each other's bedrooms, not for the expected reason, but for prayer meetings, which they didn't think was normal. One of the people who became a Christian at that time was Alan. Alan was the captain of the rugby team, the football team, the athletics team and probably all the other teams that I didn't know existed. He was notably good at badminton, cricket, table tennis, snooker and he was good at fighting as well, um, because you had to be. And he was bright, an achiever, a straight A student. And on top of that, Alan lived in the wealthy part of town. His older brother had the Peugeot 205 GTI that we all coveted and his mum was a brilliant cook, made lovely chocolate tiffin. As far as we were concerned, Alan had it sewn up. He wasn't just normal, he was what normal wanted to be. Now, when Emily and I got married a number of years later, Alan did a speech at our wedding. By now, as well as becoming a Christian, Alan had become a close friend. And in his speech, he referenced an incident from our school days, an incident that occurred before Nadine's Christian revival drive, when I was still under the radar, or so I thought. In it, he talked about a fight a fight that I had managed to get myself into after pulling out a chair to sit on just as another boy was about to sit down. He ended up on the floor and I ended up with a fight summons. Now in our school, fights took place in either the subway or the park. Ours was arranged for a lunchtime in the park and I, I duly walked the lonely walk to the park. In the park, Alan acted as the ringmaster. He announced our arrival to the gathered crowds and introduced the fight like it was a boxing match. I can't remember now if I was in the blue corner or the red corner, but I do remember at the time being surprised that Alan knew my name. And so the fight begun. 
and I just stood there. I felt absolutely compelled not to fight. But also, I was completely unwilling to run. So I just stood there and took a beating. The fight didn't last long. Mark was declared the winner and we all returned to school. My face throbbed for a couple of days and that was it. Over. Never to be spoken of again. Or at least I thought and hoped. Until, of course, my wedding day. But rather than telling the story to humiliate me, Alan told it as an example of how I influenced him in his decision to follow Jesus. I never saw that coming. I would never have even hoped that that fight would have had an influence on somebody's faith for the good. I wasn't deliberately not fighting for God. I wasn't that aware. I just felt at the time that I shouldn't fight. But God used it. In all the years I walked to school with Nadine, I'm not sure if I ever mentioned God, but God must have used me as an example. Of course, I'm now glad he did. Being an example does mean standing out. It does be, mean being different. And often it means feeling lonely. But it's worth it if people are watching and taking note. Because this world is changed by that. By people watching and taking note. And the best thing about that story and this is that God can use our lives for his purposes even when we are making a bit of a mess. I love the fact that he can do it. It's especially great when you do find out many years later. Over and out for the short testimony. Next chapter uh, is Over My Dead Body.